Hello everyone, welcome to Three Count Radio and today I have one part of Synergy, one of the potentially one of the biggest investors to, well the biggest investor to ever come on Three Count Radio that isn't the hench big Joe, it's Troy Ryan. Yeah, can't, can't quite measure up to big guns but I'll, uh, I'll happily take second place in this instance, yeah. How are we? You okay? I'm fantastic, how are you mate? Yeah, yeah, all good. It's all good. No complaints here. Nice one, mate. Nice one. Well, usually I do that to start quite a few of my podcasts with gym and motivation and different things like that. But I'm talking to someone who just squatted 250 kilos. <laughs> that is insane. So um, I think I'm talking to the right person when it comes to motivation. What would you say would be your kind of motivation on say whether it be a great day to get pumped up for the gym and maybe one of the days where you just can't be bothered yeah no no that's a that, that's a good question i think that the, the main thing is as opposed to motivation um i think motivation makes you do something once so uh discipline and consistency make you do something every day so i'm a big believer in making something a part of your routine uh, like a while ago, um, and I know our, our Chris, he trains on a morning and I just can't do it. Um, you know, like waking up early and, and going before work. I've tried it in the past and it, it just doesn't work for me. So I was motivated to go, but I wasn't getting like probably the results that I'd want. Yeah. Um, so it's just finding something that's a system that works for you and something that you can do consistently every day. So be it, you know, and like every facet of your life, I'm like a real sucker for routine, a bit boring in truth, you know, but like, you know, you, you're, you're eating and you're sleeping and you're training. If um, there's two things of number one is being disciplined and, and having a routine, doing things every day. And number two is having things written down and being accountable of knowing what you're going to do before you go in. So I, yeah, like you say, I was quite happy with that, the 250 squat PB today, but I had that written down as a program that I was going to do it before I came in today. So it's not just, oh, I'm, what, what am I feeling today? Am I feeling all right? Am I feeling this, feeling that? You know, like if you've got a plan and something written down before you start, um, that makes a real measurable difference. And then you've got reference to that the next time of, you know, whether it's you improve on how many sets you do, how many reps you do, or the weight, you've got a benchmark of something that you've done before that you can sort of build off, really. So as opposed to motivation, it's um, organization, I suppose, is, is my answer. That's the most different answer I think I've ever gotten. I love it. I absolutely, yeah, it's bang on. I've never thought about it that way. Yeah, that's it. I, you know, like you say, motivation gets you up at four o'clock in the morning once. But, you know, like, I'm not sure that'll carry you through doing that every day if that's the sort of thing you wanted to do. It makes sense. It does make sense. Like, the only times through the week I feel compelled and I feel this is, I, I feel like I can't miss this day mm-hmm. is when I see my PT. Mm-hmm. And that gives you a different type of feeling to go to the gym because... Then you've got the feeling of oh, I can't let this person down if I, if I don't go and this at the other. And, that's well, it, and that's well, that accountability that mm-hmm. you've got from your PT. There is, like you said, oh, I can't let him down, but you maybe perhaps wouldn't do that for yourself. I know, I know, I wouldn't. So at the moment, I've got like a like a weightlifting coach who you know. So the numbers that I that I do 
uh, he tells me, you know, like they're not my own numbers, you know, he tells me what to do and, and, and I'll do it. Uh, and I've always had that in the past as well of like playing sports or something like that. Um, but the real difference for me was like you said, you've got a trainer yourself was having someone who's an expert. Cause like, I'm, I'm pretty all right at, you know, training and whether it's lifting weights or, you know, sports and stuff like that. But I'm not an expert. I'm not qualified, you know, and I put it in the hands of people that are um, and sort of like, just let them sort of tell me what to do, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had a PT a number of years ago mm-hmm. uh, when exercise with us was still a thing. And then I kind of, um, something, that's what, that's what happened. Um, they upped the prices, but then people who had been there for a while, the prices stayed the same. Mm. You know, for like a loyalty thing. Yeah. But they had a habit of, the, the, the payments had a habit of not going through. So then you don't go through and you have to resubscribe and then you have to pay the price that was much too inflated for my income at that time. Yeah. So then I kind of thought the income, the payment wasn't worth because we didn't have the income to pay. That that makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. So a number of years after, and I got I'm on I'm on the radio. I go on the, and we on the radio. There's um, a bodybuilder that comes on. Mm-hmm. Miss Britain bodybuilder Alex. So she's a PT as well at Kings in Bolton. I'm like that. Just like, yeah, I live in Wigan, so it's a train in the way. But she's a bodybuilder and she knows her stuff. And yeah, I have I've started seeing her with a friend, so it's me, a friend, and the PT. And I've, I've progressed so much. We were doing legs for so long because that's where I excel. Mm-hmm. I feel I'm much better at legs than anything else, but yeah, it, it it's so much different when you've got a PT to help push you to places that you don't feel like you can be pushed to. Yeah. I don't I don't go to the levels, the same weights or levels when I'm on my own. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I think like with mine, there's a lot of, I'm given the, the, uh, the program before, before, you know, before I start for the week. So then, you know, if I'm sat working from home all day, I've got it in my head that this is what I'm going to do when I, when I go and train later. Um, and I just think it, you know, but it's left up to you of, oh, we'll do five sets of five squats or something like that. Um, you know, if you're left to decide your own way, if you've had a bad day, um, you know, you might phone it in a little bit. You might not put the effort in that you would do normally. But if it's written down, you're going to do this weight for this many reps, then you you, you are capable and you will do it. You know, like um, I think, like you say, PT is that sort of worth the salt. They know when when to push you and when to maybe not as well. Yeah. You know, like that's that's the frustration I have my coach is always like, yeah, no, you don't have to lift that today. We're going to build up to to something you see. So you know, I need reining in. I'm the I've got the opposite problem. <laughs> yeah, I get. I actually get that because mm. I'm someone who's very careful. I, I I know with certain weights or reps on certain machines. I know there's there's the ability I can hurt myself, so I like to be a bit careful, but especially with legs i'm exactly the same there because i'm like okay i want i and she was because when we were getting to the higher numbers and higher numbers should go go up a little further i'm like yeah 
yeah. once you're further, hooked, further, yeah, the hardest further. things to stop, isn't it? Yeah, that's the <laughs> hardest thing. <laughs> what would you um what would you say to diet as well? Because I'm a sticker for diet and it, it, I struggle with a consistent yeah. diet. I guess it sort of depends what your goal is. So I think a lot of people overcomplicate diet. So essentially diet is an equation. If you eat more calories than you burn, then you will put weight on. If you eat less calories than you burn, you'll lose weight, you know. Um, but obviously the composition of where those calories comes in is quite important. There is a difference between eating 2,000 calories a day of McDonald's or 2,000 calories a day of, you know, like home cooked food or whatever. Um, but that is the ultimate equ equation. And I think people, people overcomplicate that. Like I've not, I've not done it myself uh, just because it doesn't align with, with the type of training I'm doing personally at the moment, but the results that a lot of the guys have seen from doing the, the 36 week, uh, week physique, you know, I know you mentioned big Joe earlier, guys like RPD and Rick Marcus, Scotty Rourke and stuff. They've all, um, you know, they've seen great changes in their physique. And yeah. from speaking to Rick, especially, um, he was saying a lot, of, a lot of that was like, um, you know, the education in and around diet and calorie counting and stuff like that. And it's amazing that if you just stick to that process, that, um, you know, the, the results that you can get. And I think a lot of people do overcomplicate that. And if you, if you stick to, it's a little bit boring, but if you stick to that sort of scientific method of, uh, you know, this is what I'm eating for the day. And again, if you've got someone who's a coach that does any sort of like nutritionist type stuff, then, then that's really useful. I know there's apps that can uh, log that as well. Uh, and I guess my other bit of advice is um, in terms of like meal prepping and things like that, is it, it doesn't really have to take that long. Like I've got things like, like a slow cooker is just amazing. Cause you know, you just bang it. Like all I do is I'll get like a load of chicken, a load of veg and just stick it in there, leave it overnight. And then like, it's really nice. You know, like this chicken, you like pull it apart. It's kind of like, you know, like pulled pork, but chicken. And I'll just <laughs> eat that for lunch every day, you know? And then uh, I save money cause I'm not out buying lunch and you know, it's, it's readily available uh, for me. So yeah, I think those two things of understanding you and everybody's different as well. Like you might, your metabolic rate, you might burn calories quicker or slower than I do. Um, so it's, it's getting to an understanding of how much you need to eat to either sustain weight, put on weight, lose weight and being pre-prepared. Uh, so if you, yeah, if you're organized, I think it's, it's quite easy, but yeah, it's the same, especially when like wrestling's back and we're traveling, like, ah, the amount of times you stop at services and get yeah. McDonald's or something like because it's so easy you know and I'm hungry so <laughs> yeah uh, that's the that's the issue isn't it when you're at home I can't be bothered cooking mm. order out just eat Uber Eats it's it's so easy because you just there's so yeah it's like that voice isn't it yes if I've had a long day especially I can't um I can't comment on this, but I can only imagine when you've had a long day at rest, like for wrestling, you've had a few matches, a double duty or something like that, mm. and you you're exhausted at the end of the day. I can just imagine you just want something easy. That's it. It's the shows when you travel, like when when we've done shows that are quite a long way away. And you're on the way back and you see you see the golden M at the service yeah. stations and think, <laughs> oh, go on then. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was brutal it's with with me it's it's eating in general i just i don't know what it is about i just i, I don't eat like when, when i um when i said earlier though well 
you mean working legs legs a lot more than upper mm -hmm. I, we i've with my pt i've changed now to chest because i can't do chest struggle about doing chest um so i asked my pt if we can do it so now when i see my pt that's what we're doing i'm not choosing to do it that's what we're doing um but during training yesterday we were doing suplexes body slams hip tosses i was like this takes strength it, yeah. it takes it takes strength and what was in my head was i'm not worried about me getting hurt there i'm worried about hurting someone else that that's the main thought the, the scoop sounds especially because there's a few times where i was falling and slipping the little intricacies that Ridgeway and Bailey were going through every tiny little thing that you squat down you look forward as opposed to looking down because if you look down then you're going to go down yeah those little things which I think is amazing absolutely amazing but um it, it's it, it's um opened my eyes a bit to maybe a, maybe a bit of ignorance maybe or laziness to my upper body as opposed to my legs because I just I love doing legs or I really really it's opened me eyes to work on upper body a lot more now yeah no and it'll come it'll come as well like there's there's no easy answer unfortunately you've probably got to if you don't like something chances are you've probably got to do that more unfortunately yeah. so yeah yeah no completely understand yeah it's it, it's great or well, it's that as you say it's the discipline that mm. that's more of what what's needed than anything else and really do like that answer um so you are majorly from what i've seen are majorly into powerlifting and strongman i believe yeah uh, yeah it's something i've really wanted to try personally but what was the what was the inspiration to get into strongman yeah, so to be honest, like the the whole strength sports thing's been fairly recent for me. So I've always I've always trained like a lot, um, but I've trained uh, with sports in mind primarily. So like for years, I used to play American football when I was at uni and for a little bit after. So I'd train really hard uh, with a view of being a better player, you know. And chances are, if you're bigger and you're stronger and faster and all that, like I've always um, put like a a real focus on like being fairly athletic as well. Um, but it really came with, with lockdown, to be honest. So the, the strongman stuff, I was really, I, I think, yeah, I was really lucky actually that uh, a friend of mine had a, a unit of, of strongman equipment um, and obviously he couldn't stay open. Um, yeah. So he was kind enough to, to let me borrow that. And I think I probably saved him a few quid in storage as well. So it seemed to work out for both of us. And to be honest, like, I think like, like everyone at the start of the pandemic, I didn't realize how, um, how long it was going to be, obviously. Uh, and um, so, yeah, I just started to train with that kit. So like the, the log lift and the axle bar and, you know, just awkward implements, the big dumbbell Atlas stones, like, and um, I lived on my own as well. So obviously like still working from home, you know, but uh, it's that discipline, it's that routine. I needed something to do. And obviously after I stopped playing American football and I started, um, I started wrestling, then that became the goal of something to train towards. But then obviously wrestling gets taken away because of the pandemic. Um, so I was like, well, I need something to do. Otherwise I wouldn't stop training because I could have probably just 
not trained for 12 months and then picked it up again and trained pretty hard for six months and be in a similar-ish position. But I thought like, no, like, you know, I do this every day. I, I, I want to excel at something. So uh, that's when I started looking into the, uh, into some of the strength sports and stuff. And um, so I did, uh, I did a strongman competition. Um, I think it was May time. It was just after I moved house uh, and I, I did okay. I did pretty well. Um, mm-hmm. um, I think I came, was it fourth or fifth out of like about 20 odd people? Uh, the problem is, is uh, you say I'm the biggest guest you've had on here, but I was by far, I look like a child <laughs> compared to these guys. I went with our Chris and uh, they asked him if he was competing before they asked me. Obviously he's six foot three and a lot bigger mm. than I am. Um, and I think people were a bit surprised that I was, I was there to compete with people twice my size, but I, I still enjoyed it. Um, and then the powerlifting, that's the, um, since I've moved, like um, I train uh, at a gym in, in Eccles uh, that my friends um, run and uh, oh, they're nice. both competitive powerlifters. And they basically like turned around and said like, you're pretty good at this, Ryan. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to have a go at competing? And um, I'm going to compete in, in October. Mm. and uh yeah like um so yeah i'm not gonna i'm hopefully something very good's gonna come at the end of that but i don't want to spoil it in case i bottle it and don't do it but um i'm hopeful to 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 qualify for something pretty cool after that so yeah like i've I've always done the training but i like having a sort of goal in mind and obviously now wrestling's back um i think once we get past this you know powerlifting competition then i might sort of do them a bit less frequently you know like and get back to uh, a bit more of the training style that I used to do but yeah it just basically sort of filled a void for me really when uh, when wrestling wasn't sort of readily available yeah that was brilliant absolutely brilliant it's 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 always been it's been something rather recently that I've looked at like as like you I mean I'm obviously I'm not exactly the same size same size as you the bit a bit off, but for the future, of course. Well, the uh, again, the PT that I was telling you about tried it for the first time not long ago and said, Next time she goes, you can go and they'll alter the weight, mm. but you can do it. Like, it's it's really interesting. On the radio, we always talk about the Atlas Stones, that's, that's like a big favorite of ours. Yeah, Atlas like, Stones suck as well, they're really <laughs> hard. Yeah. It don't look easy at all. I, yeah. I remember looking at Chris when on one of the last Future Shock shows when you had your your match against JJ, I believe. Yeah, yeah. He has buffed up. Huge. Yeah. He's massive. He is, yeah. <laughs> and it's a bit annoying to be honest. <laughs> I'm always no matter how, how strong I get, I'm always the small one. <laughs> but no. I, that, sh- that just says everything that you're the small one. Yeah, no, <laughs> honestly, he's he is an absolute monster. Like, <laughs> like he's he's huge. He looks great for it, and he, oh, yeah. he is a he's a big dude, and he's abnormally athletic for somebody that size. He, he he shouldn't be able to do a lot of the things he can. I agree. I agree. I'm just I glad agree. he's with me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are people my size obviously jacked but my size like can't do the things that he can do it, mm. it's just well either of you can do really it's impressive incredibly impressive that's I, very nice yeah that's it's true it's true like i always look i always look at people and say your size and chris with the 
sheer muscle and I know it takes discipline but that is some discipline like severe discipline because it's impressive I think because right. we've um, we, we obviously with the um, you know, with the COVID restrictions we've been training in quite you know in partners and very very small groups mm-hmm. and stuff and so Chris and I have just trained together for the last year I suppose or yeah. however long it's been you know like and um, yeah I think it's because we 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 train together there's just you you always go to do a little extra ten percent when it's your mates and. We'll just try some ridiculous stuff that we probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't ask someone else to take, but when it's your mates, yeah, you go a little bit more. I think, yeah, yeah, I'm like that. My mate, because like, my mate and I, like, we when we go to the gym, he's upper body and legs. So now, because we're on upper body, I've had my time of showing off. We were on one of the chest press machines, things like that. Yeah, I, well, I took Chris to the gym last week, actually, and <laughs> he did, so, it, I think it was a 265 kilo squat, it was absurd, um, yeah, like, uh, to be honest, like, I reckon there's a bit more in the tank there as well, uh, but we were joking that we, ju- we just need someone who's good at bench press, because I'm really good at deadlift, he's really good at squat, and we just need someone else who's really good at bench, and then we can complete the three <laughs> between us. <laughs> I do love a good squat. Painful. I love a good squat. Yeah. I was actually, um, I was talking, because they had made to last on here not long ago. Mm-hmm. I was talking, I was, they, they brought, because we were doing a booking of um, NXT, in the Indies versus NXT. And they brought you up, and they brought the video of you doing, you know, the 60K dumbbells just doing bench press. And I yeah, got yeah. Those, I am very professional and haven't closed Facebook. How professional am I? Oh, um, the 60k dumbbell bench press and you hit nine and a half, I believe. Yeah, yeah, nearly ten, not quite. <laughs> Me being able to pick it up off the rack is impressive. <laughs> uh, that would have been me. There, there you go. That's insane. Insane. I, I, I it's a goal for me to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, no, like you say, consistency and that, that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, taking a bit of a turn to wrestling, what would you say would be your, was your inspiration as a young Troy Ryan to get into pro wrestling? As in, when I was a kid watching wrestling, what, what sort of attracted me to it? Or Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, so like, I know I was, I was talking about this with a friend the other day. Weirdly, the earliest memory of wrestling I had was obviously like, um, so from the Attitude Era, I think a lot of people my age will remember that, was, um, was the, um, do you remember the wedding between Stephanie McMahon and Triple H, where it was Test and um, Stephanie were going to get married, but it was revealed yeah. that Triple H had taken it. And I just thought it was mental. Uh, obviously, like my dad, like when I was growing up, he liked like Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, so he sort of like got me into it. But then, you know, it just became this sort of bizarre soap opera. And then I remember the uh, the resulting street fight between Vince McMahon and and Triple H and, uh, and Stephanie turning on her dad. And, and oh. like, I think that's like, that was like my earliest memories of, of, of wrestling. Um, but yeah, I, w- I was always, I always really enjoyed like the, like the more athletic wrestlers. So when I was really young, it was like the Hardy boys 
uh, and like high flying stuff. But then when I got a bit older and the appreciation of, you know, like Brock Lesnar was always like the original run Brock Lesnar from sort of like 2002 onwards was just the guy. I thought he was incredible. So Lesnar, yeah. Lesnar and Angle, I think from that period, the early sort of SmackDown, I always thought those guys were just on another level, really. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, the next best thing, Lesnar, of the early 2000s. Like, even, even Lesnar now, like... I still I, think he's fantastic. Like, I do. Know, and a lot of people, you know, will... It's, it's, yeah, it's not a lot of people's cup of tea, but I think there's no sort of denying, like, the, the A, the draw that he is, and that there's very few things that are still sacred and special in wrestling. Yeah. And I feel like Lesnar's one of them. And, um, and I feel like he really gets it as well. Like, he probably would, you know, like, the way that he managed to get Drew McIntyre over in that rumble and then at, at WrestleMania. Obviously, it's a shame there was no fans in attendance at the time. But, like... Um, I think he's quite underrated, if I'm being honest. I personally agree. There's a lot of a lot of hate like driven towards his way, a lot of anger with mm. how he's booked. But when you look at I can see I can see why people would be angry with him being world champion yeah, but not turning up. Of course, yeah. He's just not there. But when he's world champion, he's not turning up and he only turns up on a special occasion. That makes the title look so much more prestigious and more important because then when someone beats him for it man what a draw what a, what a moment yeah yeah 100 percent. and there's in this age of where there's a lot of sort of 50 50 booking and you know like i think you can count on well on your fingers the amount of matches that brock lesnar's probably lost yeah you can and one of them is to Drew is that rumble, that rumble where Lesnar was just when MVP came out, he just starts dancing to his music. It was, it was superb, just, wasn't it? Yeah. If if people say Lesnar doesn't get wrestling, just show him that rumble. He understands it. I think it was the best one in yeah. years. That one, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, because it was kind of splitting too, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I think it was designed to, if you think that, if that match was designed to sort of, you know, solidify Drew McIntyre as, as the guy, it accomplished exactly that, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he obviously played his part in that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. It's one of the best. I, I said at the time, and I still maintain now to this day, it's one of the best rumbles ever, in my personal opinion. Like, the yeah, execution of it. Years, in recent yeah. years, for sure, yeah. The execution of it, the storytelling, phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. And we do kind of live, well, not kind of, we do live in an age where curtains be thrown back and all that, but it's in, in, in this kind of age, that pure storytelling where you're so engrossed in every little moment, it, it was brilliant. It. I think there's still an air of mystique about Lesnar as well because he's not got any. He's not a guy on social media who does charity appearances and things like that. And obviously that's a great thing and, you know, it's fantastic. But the fact that he's like the, the one that doesn't do any of that. Mm. And I watched like a YouTube little documentary about him that he lives on some ranch and doesn't even have a mobile phone and stuff. Like, it's, you don't get that sort of personality anymore, I don't think. No, you don't. Like, he went, like when he leaves to do we, that's it, he's gone. Yeah. That's it. Like, you, you hear nothing of him until he's back. Like, 
maybe a couple of things on the dirt sheets, but you never, you never hundred percent confirmed. Hmm. So he has got that mystique that I think, I think do we in this era that because of the social media presence and because of all the meetings, and as you say, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing, absolutely incredible. Yeah, it is truly, but. I think that mystique is kind of lost. Yeah. On a lot. No, no. Yeah, I agree. So what brought what brought you into training? Uh, yeah. So, um, like I said, I'd quit American football when shortly after I'd moved to Manchester. Obviously, like mm-hmm. I've graduated uni now, and he'd probably need, need to grow up a little bit. <laughs> and um, you know, so I and I'd started a new job, and it was actually where um, Ashton Smith worked as well, Ooh. and so we. Like I worked with him um, sort of outside of wrestling. And I think it got brought up something about people in the office, you know, liking wrestling. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm quite a big a big fan sort of thing. And then like Ashton told me about Future Shock and gave me the details and uh, just sort of took it from there, really. So it's like quite a chance meeting, I suppose, that we just happened to work in, in you know, the same company. And uh, and that's kind of what, what led me to, to starting. That's interesting. Very interesting. I'm guessing you were one of the bigger ones there. Yeah, well, Chris and I were at the beginners class together and we sort of gravitated to each other quite quickly. And it's we are like bizarrely similar. Of He's got exactly the same background as me, of him playing the same sport and stuff like that. So we quite quickly said from then, you know, that we, we, we it'd probably be a good idea if we teamed up. Yeah, were you, were you like... Any time there was like to go a partner or to lock up, it was like yeah, hundred percent, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. And we both like we're all a little bit competitive as well in like the nicest way. So, so yeah, like I think the um, a lot of the the early physical stuff came quite easy to us because with us both being coached quite a lot, um, you know, from playing sports, it was oh, do this and, you know, we just kind of do it, you know, like um, there wasn't like the cognitive process of, oh, should I really do a front flip and hurt myself? You know, we just like, if someone says do it, we'll just do it, you know? So, <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that that's kind of how that uh, that all started, really. Yeah, speaking of that, actually, the one thing that I've learned about this is if you think about it, you're not going to do it. Yeah. Like, you just need to, like, as soon as you're taught to do something, you need to do it straight away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's it. Is like, um, it, as long as you you follow the instructions, you know, and like some things seem very scary the first time you do them, and there's certain things that some people just don't like doing, which is fine, you know. Like if you get to the point, you know, like obviously you've been learning body slams recently and stuff, but if you get to doing a wrestling show and you don't like body slams, you don't you don't have to do them. I think there's certain things that everybody needs to be able to do, like you say, have that base level of athleticism where you're keeping everybody safe in the match and you need to understand how to bump and you know and, and take moves off, off other people but if you never want to do a body slam then then that's fine you know you, you you don't have to but um but yeah definitely i think like the minute that you stop and, and start overthinking it, it's um yeah it, it's hard to sort of come back from that i suppose takes you out of it a bit doesn't it because mm. It's it's a, it's an oxymoron when someone says, "Right, just clear your mind." And it's it's an oxymoron. Yeah, you're stressing. I'm like, I'm trying to clear my mind, <laughs> but <laughs> exactly. it's not going. You can't. Yeah. So it's very difficult to do that. But 
like we went over because as I said to you the other day, we were going over the bumps at the very beginning of the session just to get them all out of the way. As I did, boom, 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 session start. That bump, there's a few kinks, but not bad. Mm -hmm. Bump, bump. Nah, I, I just, I, this, there's a mental block between me falling on my face. There's a mental block. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think sometimes, like, yeah, it's just, uh, you know just leave it for the day and come back another day i suppose um but yeah try not to it's a hard thing to say but try not to overthink i suppose it is one of them yeah and um, it's a question i forgot to ask you about strong man and i'll leave this as a last question for you what would you say is your favorite and least favorite would be your favorite and least favorite thing to do while you've been training for a strongman? Cool. So uh, deadlift's always my favorite. Um, if I can deadlift and implement, you know, like the, the the car deadlift or something like that, that's that's my favorite because um, I'm good at it. That's, that's the, one I'm, <laughs> the only one I'm good at, really. Um, so, yeah, some sort of... Um, uh yeah some deadlift variation would would 100 be uh be my number one um my least favorite is probably so there's 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 probably two i think or anything moving actually as well because mm. you know the advantage of being half the size of everyone when i competed was i'm faster than everyone so any sort of movement event like the farmer's walks or the yoke i, I seem to do pretty well at uh but least favorite would be uh one of the two so the stones are just not nice <laughs> Yeah, uh, the stones aren't nice. And the worst thing is you get this, like, they call it tacky glue that you, like, cover your hands and your forearms in. And obviously, I'm very inexperienced at this. And someone lent me some of their tacky glue when, when it's time to do these stones. And firstly, I didn't have anything on my forearms. I see these people have got, like, sort of forearm covers. And, and then I'm just there, just bathing myself in this glue. And it's literally, like, you're pulling your hand off your own arm. And it hurts like a lot. And everyone's yeah. looking at me like, what are you doing? Why have you not got these sleeves on? I was like, I, I don't know what they are. And, and they're like, why have you got so much on? <laughs> like, <laughs> so when I was doing these stones, um, I was literally sticking to them to the point where I put one on a plinth and I was expending more energy to sort of pull my arms off it. And it ripped Whoa. all the skin off my forearms. So I, like, I, I'd say stones in that instance, that was, that was my worst experience ever. Uh, doing oh, strong that's horrible but I feel like if I was to do it again like knowing what I'm doing I still did okay <laughs> I completed all the stones but it was just very painful and to the point where like um, the bruising was there for upwards of a month afterwards it was that bad um, so I'd like to give that another go knowing what I know now <laughs> um, yeah. uh, but the other one was uh, there's an event called the Conan's Wheel which I hated where it's essentially uh, in like a zercher squat position. So across your arms here, you lift an implement and walk around in a circle, uh, like Conan the Barbarian, the film. Yeah. And, um, but this was over twice my body weight. And uh, mm -hmm. you just, when you start going, I didn't, again, it's something I'd never ever done before. So I picked it up too high and I took like five steps backwards and then I had to keep going and going and going and going. And you can just feel yourself starting to black out like the whole time because this thing's so heavy and it's like crushing down on your chest that you can't breathe properly. So it was literally just um, 
just sort of go until you pass out, I suppose, which is, yeah, quite unpleasant. So I think, like I said, any deadlift variation, give me that all day or moving events uh, apart from this Conan's wheel or Atlas stones. That sounds horrific. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do this to be cool. honest. <laughs> well, a positive from that is if you were able to complete Atlas stones with that, with so much glue on your arms, having to expend so much energy taking it yeah. off, then without the glue and with sleeves on your forearms, you'd... I'd, I'd probably do it better. I also <laughs> torn my oblique muscle in my... In, uh, not oblique muscle, adductor muscle in my leg, like, uh, just before that as well. So, yeah, it was it was a bad day at the office, really, but, uh, you know... Ow? Yeah. Ow, ow. Ow, yeah, ow. <laughs> uh, the way I know... The, the reason I know what that muscle is, because I... The gym but yeah ow. yeah it's, yeah. it's like the outside yeah the inside inside yeah. oh that's not nice that is that's not nice but that is insane that you were still able to do that with a tom but tom I, I, I didn't feel good afterwards <laughs> in truth probably wish i hadn't really but knocking something underneath this chicken um yeah Ended on quite a brutal note, but thank you for coming on. Is there anything in the future you'd like to plug? Um, yeah, I suppose. Um, so yeah, you just come watch us wrestle, I suppose. So we'll be <laughs> at um, uh, at LWF, at Future Shark, at Odyssey, PW4U. I'll be posting it all online all the time. So yeah, uh, any any shows that you uh, oh fight for honor, they're a new promotion as well that are looking really promising to to, to start with. So. Um, so yeah, any, uh, I'll be posting it quite frequently, probably bugging everyone with all my, uh, wrestling updates, but yeah, I'd love, <laughs> to, uh, love for you to come see us wrestle. Not a problem at all. Get those tickets bought. I'll put your social media in the link below, in the description below. Thank you for joining me and thank you everyone for watching. Goodbye. See ya. Cheers. <laughs>